Next on BYU Sports Nation, a bowl game blitz of a preview with the head football coach of the BYU Cougars. Bronco Mendenhall making his in-studio debut on the show today. What qualifies as a great season for BYU football? Opinions welcome. Plus, BYU basketball on the bracketology board, even after a loss to Utah? ESPN's lead tournament analyst likes the Cougs. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Holiday greetings from Studio 2. We are live. BYU Sports Nation back to work on Tuesday, December 17th. The bowl game countdown stands at 10 days. I'm Spencer Linton, bowl game junkie Jerem Jordan sits to my right. Say hello to your fans, Jerem. To fan. Let's, let's not get crazy. There's probably one out there. <laughs> Don't be so modest. Wherever and however you have chosen to listen, thanks for making us part of your day. In 20 minutes, all access with head football coach Bronco Mendenhall. Besides some solid bowl game banter, other topics of discussion will include in-season weight gain and the secret to getting an epic interview with Bronco. Oh, yeah. A side of Mr. Mendenhall you've likely never seen and you will dig it. Yeah, he was on True Blue yesterday. And uh, we brought him in studio, recorded a, a fun interview. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, we'd love to get your reaction to the interview as well. Uh, aside that, that Spencer and I are privileged to see of Bronco Mendenhall occasionally, you more than me. Uh, but yeah, when he wants to be, he can be very funny. I mean, he gets in game mode. I watched We Were Soldiers uh, like two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, that's Bronco Mendenhall. Like that, that's <laughs> Mel Gibson is Bronco Mendenhall, like in that movie. So um, when he wants to, he can be really fun, and and you'll you'll hear that a little bit later. Underrated sense of humor. I've been saying it from uh, the day I met him back in June. Other show starters include history being made at the Fight Hunger Bowl. Just found this out. Two female officials set to work the game in San Francisco on December 27th. The Fight Hunger Bowl bigwig, if you will, Mike Pereira, or Pereira, nice. if you're an American, Pereira. making that announcement just moments ago on Twitter. So uh, something else to look forward to uh, in the Fight Hunger Bowl, besides BYU and Washington being a nice matchup. Those officials will have a great view of the two of the greatest to ever wear a BYU uniform, Senior Bowl invitees, linebacker Kyle Van Noy and wide receiver Cody Hoffman. That's not technically new news, but it resurfaced early this week with some official announcements. Can I announce something as well? Please do. Sports Illustrated, moments ago, just announced their All-American teams. Kyle Van Noy... Not among the first and second team. He was honorable mention, as was one Wani Unga. Wani Unga, an honorable mention All-America. What a bigger surprise. What's a bigger surprise? That Wani Unga is honorably mentioned or that Kyle Van Noy was not first or second team? Wow, that's Hoffman, about, nowhere to be seen, by the way. That's about half and half for me. Those are the two BYU guys mentioned. Credit to both because they've had great careers at BYU. Wani, 134 tackles is a BYU record. Uh, so I guess I, I'm not surprised that with the numbers that he has, he's on that list. But Kyle, I think, is at least a second-teamer. Uh, that's just what I feel. He's he's an NFL guy. Everybody knows it. And so whether Sports Illustrated wants to put him on the All-America team or not, uh, he's a dynamic player. He was named to the Walter Camp Foundation All-America team last week. So he'll he'll rack up the awards, but SI... Did not uh, did not give him first or second team love. Just giving him some uh, motivation to go out and in, uh, in the bowl game and, and get those Wreak remaining havoc. remaining statistics that he needs to record a stat in every defensive category. Fumble recovery and a blocked kick, right? And a blocked kick. You think he can't do it? Watch the uh, Poinsettia Bowl last year. Yeah, he needed a couple and got all of them. That was amazing. Join our conversation, as always, by tweeting at BYU Sports Nation, commenting on liking our Facebook page, and weigh in on today's poll question. Oh, it is of great debate. What makes a great season for BYU football? We've given you a couple options uh, on Twitter. Feel free to weigh in on whatever you think. Here are the options on BYUtvsports.com. Nine wins. Ten-plus wins. Go undefeated. Or just beat Utah. What do you think? Heck no. Heck no. (laughs) Weigh in on Twitter. Here's the thing. It's all subjective. It's all subjective. How do you define great? Is there something better than great? That's what makes it a great debate. And notice how I use the word great. 
Great Gatsby. <laughs> you can listen to BYU Sports Nation weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYUradio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, and Dish Network Channel 980. Access our show on demand via BYUradio.org. You can also catch the rebroadcast weekdays, 7 p.m. Eastern. Again, it's all on BYU Radio. Rise and shout, BYU Sports Nation. It's time to get busy with what's trending. What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Okay, define great. Taysom Hill back to pass. Now he's going to keep it to the five, into the end zone. Touchdown! That was a great game from Taysom Hill, but what makes a great season? ESPN college football expert and BYU Sports Nation analyst, Trevor Maddich, he joins us on Maddich Mondays. He says a great season hinges on just one game? season that you don't beat Utah is not a great season. Okay. Okay, so that was from a couple of weeks ago. I don't think he said that it hinges on one game, just that you can't call it great if you lost that game. So that is that is one way to look at BYU yeah, that, having a great one, season. Yeah, one way. So if BYU had gone 12-1 and one and that one loss was to Utah, you can't call that season a great season? Well, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, that's a great point. because Well, that's Trevor saying that. I'm not saying that, though. I... Listen, I know, I know, I know. You're not yeah, saying that. If I'm BYU just saying that's his Twelve and one every year, but they got blown out by Utah, seventy to zero. I would take it every year, every year. Naturally, twelve wins. How often does twelve the wins? Season happen in the season is bigger than Utah. By the way, I identified the or the one fan identified themselves at Matt Hume twenty two. I am that one fan. He's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I know who it is. All right. Well, Jerem, Jerem, and his fan. Told you not to be modest. I bet there's another one out there. What about Whitney? Have what's, you, your, what's, your, what's your wife? Have you seen that? She's not listening. Have you seen that th- <laughs> that thing you do? Is that our fan? Yeah, I uh, love that movie. That is a great movie. Okay, so what qualifies as a great season? And we want opinions. The more opinionated, the better. How do you define greatness within college football and within this BYU program? And as Jeremy, an independent without a conference, it's how different. Do you, how do you define greatness, Jeremy? To me, okay, to me, a great season. And to me, there's not anything better than a great season. To you, there is, I know, but I, I say no. 11 to 13 wins is a great season. You're a top 15 team when you finish. That normally ne- means a bowl win. That normally means you beat Utah. You're ranked for most, most of the season. You're nationally relevant. You have an exciting style of play. You have star players. That's a great season. To, but I'll take very good almost every year. That means 9 to 10 wins for me. But 9 wins means that you lost 4 times. That's not great. If you lose 3 or 4 times, that's not great. It, the last great season to me was 9 You had 11 wins. You beat Oklahoma. You did lose uh, in disappointing fashion to TCU and Florida State, but dramatic win versus Utah, and you blow out a ranked Oregon State in the bowl game. That was a great season. 11 wins. You ended on a good note. You beat Utah, and you beat Oklahoma on the national stage. That was great. I think that was a fantastic season. I, well, and it's, you're, we, you're, have rain, is, we have to rein in exactly. and, and categorize the, the words used. Your great encompasses all of those superlatives, right? Yeah. Yeah, I simplified into great, very good, good, okay, bad. So awesome, wonderful, no, fantastic, of incredible. Of all of that is underneath great, correct? Yeah, none of that. Okay. okay. Or I mean, yes, it's all, that's all within. It's an well, all-encompassing you know word for you. Some of that could be in very good, but I don't want it to be about semantics. I want, to, I want it to be about, okay, how do you, how do you define greatness? Okay. Well, here- like, like, was Jimmer's, Jimmer's year for BYU basketball, was that great? Yes. Yes, it was. It was great. That was incredible. And guess actually. what? Guess what? The BYU standard is if you can get to the Sweet 16, that's throw in said adjective. That's special. Yes. That's a special season. Yes. And I think special is the one up on the great season. Would you agree with that? But you know what? BYU can go beyond the Sweet 16. <laughs> the Sweet 16 is winning two games in the tournament. Okay. The, the, Butler went to the national title game back-to-back years. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, you can have those great seasons. I like your passion. Okay, so football, I like your passion. So what do you think? I, I, was, I never thought you'd ask. Okay? <laughs> Did I take that long? Here's the, th- here's the thing for me. Nine, it depends on if BYU beats Washington. If BYU beats Washington... In the fight, Hunger Bowl, that gives them nine wins this season. Okay? Now, I say nine wins is at the lower tier of your 
greatness factor. What? Okay. Okay. Four here's, losses. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You got to go back. You got to go back to June 26th, media day. If I asked you or any of the BYU critics or football personnel looking at this schedule, if BYU wins nine games this year, I guarantee the majority of the people would say, yeah, it's a great season. Looking at the schedule. Thinking that there would be four or five ranked Doesn't teams. Doesn't matter. It's not about... There was, there was that many ranked teams. But when BYU played them and how they finish, I mean, I, I think that factors in more than the preseason. The they po- the, they the, played three ranked teams. Should have been four because Notre Dame was ranked before and the week after. No, it would ended up being two. Texas Whatever. and Wisconsin. Whatever. Boise State wasn't ranked. Notre okay, Dame wasn't fine. ranked. Three. And then you thought maybe someone else might be ranked. Houston, a couple weeks later, might have been ranked. But they weren't. You think that if BYU beats Washington, this is a great season? Let me talk! (laughs) (laughs) If they win nine games, okay? And I'm just saying, I ask anybody on June 26th, nine games with the schedule. No, we're asking on December 17th. That is the backdrop, okay? Now we look, let's play the resume game, shall we? 19-point win over 15th-ranked Texas. 19-point win. Best win of the year, no doubt. 18-point win over Georgia Tech. 17-point win over Boise State. Good. Shootout win at Houston, where your quarterback goes bonkers. Solid. Okay? You are one of only six teams in all of college football to beat six bowl-eligible teams with eight wins or more. Okay? You do that with a patchwork offensive line. Numerous injuries. You get a defensive coordinator fired, probably a factor into the head coach stepping down as well. Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams become the first duo to run for 1,000 yards apiece. Statistically great. Brand new offense. Coaching changes. And you still win nine games with all of that equals greatness. Great season. With all of that considered, that is a great season. What would 10 or 11 have been? It would be a special season. It would be, it would be special. It would be special. It's winter time. Wow. We had no idea what that was going to sound like. That's the first time we've heard that interstitial. Can we play that one more time? Please, one more time. Tweet, tweet. (laughs) Tweet, tweet. (laughs) That is so awesome. Okay, here we go. What makes a great season for BYU football on the Twitter machine? At 3-Putt for Bogey. Tweet, tweet. He says, BYU Sports Nation wins over ranked teams. Okay, BYU has one win over a then-ranked team during the season. Eh. So that's how he's gauging. And how fun was that game? It was great. Beating a ranked team, awesome. Trevor Maddich says, great season is defined if you beat Utah or not. This guy says, beat ranked teams. Uh, Let's see. Other, at dbrand24. Wins over ranked teams and no stupid losses. And that's where you go. He cites Virginia and Utah. Yeah, you can, you cannot call it great. Like, you're going to call this season great, and BYU lost to Virginia and Utah. Considering everything that happened and the progress the team made and all the challenges they had to deal with. Yes, if they beat Washington, you're that's saying a great season. You're saying it's relatively great. Not that it is great. No, I am saying it is great because, because of what happened. Because you have to qualify it. Because of what happened. You can't. If you have to qualify it, that changes things. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Well, g- given the... F- no, no, no. Was it great or wasn't it? It was great. It was great. I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just telling you, every, looking at the big picture, and that's what we do on BYU Sports Station. We yeah, look I'm at looking the big... at the whole season. <laughs> I'm looking at Virginia and Utah. Oh, uh, this, this is a topic and to Texas. be continued. Let's keep it rolling. Topic two. BYU in the brackets? Collinsworth steals it away. The law for Mika. Okay. So BYU suffers their most disappointing basketball loss of the season by 17 points to our tribal Utah and Salt Lake City. They play their worst game of the season. I'm going to say it. That's going to be BYU's worst game of the season. I don't think they will play worse than that all year. Unfortunate that it happened against the University of Utah. But guess what? Bracketology released yesterday from Joey Brackets, ESPN's Joe Lenardi, and look who's in the tournament, according to Joey Brackets, with four losses. 
and, and that he's not the first. ESPN College Hoops insider Jeff Goodwin joined us on BYU Sports Nation, and he said at one point he had BYU as a single digit in the tournament. I think they're probably somewhere around anywhere from a 7 to a 10, somewhere around there. You know, somewhere probably even, you know, their RPIs, I mean, look, but it's got to be good with the schedule they've played for the most part with those three teams. National perspective there, people. That was last Wednesday. That was last Wednesday, so that was before BYU lost to Utah. But I guarantee that if we ask Jeff Goodman, oh, because BYU lost to Utah, are they out of the tournament? No. He would say probably they're a 10 seed. He said 7 to 10. Last week on last Wednesday, he had them at a 7 seed. So they lose to Utah. Which I thought was high. Drops them to a 10 seed. Joe Lenardi has BYU right now with four losses including the one in Utah, at a 10 seed. It is more than just beating Utah. You have to look at the entire picture. I understand that loss hurts, and the rivalry hurts, and you don't want to hear the crap from all of your friends that root for Utah uh, if you're around that situation. We get that, but the big picture in college basketball is one loss does not define a season. You can still do a lot of things and make it a great season if you win other big games. And if you play teams, that's why BYU is being rewarded because they're not afraid to play anybody. They're not afraid to play good teams and compete with them. And that's why they're a 10 seed right now, even after a loss to Utah. Yeah, and that, that shows you how strong the schedule is. Because normally an 8-4 BYU team would probably be one of the first four out in this situation. But because they played a good schedule, they are in right now. They are in and by several spots. So BYU plays Oregon. To me, it's a bonus if BYU wins that game. I think that's a tough game. If the Cougars come out victorious, that's very nice on their resume. And then you turn to WCC play. And how many losses How many losses do you think BYU will have as we look at bracketology projection? How many losses do you think BYU will have in their 18 conference games now with Pacific in the conference? Nine times two around the horn. By the way, I love that there are 18 conference games now. Love that so much. Give them more games, more opportunities to win games. I think BYU has a great shot to win 25 games. I really do. With the increased conference schedule, I think they have a great opportunity and the conference tournament, they have a great chance to win 25 games. Let's call Oregon a bonus, and let's say BYU's, if they win. So let's say BYU's 8-5 and five, uh, after the Oregon game. So you're saying uh, of the 18 conference games, they're going to go 17 and 1? 16 and 2. Oh, 16. They win a couple of conference games. Oh, okay. Conference yeah, oh, in games. the tournament. A couple of conference tournament games. Yeah, I agree with you. It, I, I wonder if BYU challenges Gonzaga. I, I think they will. I don't think Gonzaga is as good. So if BYU can go into the WCC tournament with how, how many losses in the conference do you think they have? Max? I, I'm going to say three. Two to, two to three. Let's say three. Let's mm-hmm. just go on the low end. Then they'll have. Eight losses going into the conference tournament. You're probably in eight losses. You're probably in ten to seven spot. Yes, yes. So you can you can climb up, you can climb up to a seven. Now the idea would be to get up to a six because then you'd play the three instead or, of the or two. be an eleven seed. Drop them to an eleven. <laughs> I, I love that seed. I do too. Not only is it my favorite number eleven, but you get to play the six seed, and then if you win there. Playing a three seed is a lot different than playing a two seed. So how much can BYU actually rise becomes the question in terms of seeding at this point with wow. uh, four, maybe five losses coming out of non-conference. Okay, well, let's say they beat Oregon. Let's say they beat Oregon and then they win their first two conference games to end the year and they're 11-4 and four entering 2014. That's pretty darn you've, good. You've got to win at Gonzaga and or St. Mary's to have six seed possibility. St. Mary's undefeated still, by the way. Yeah. After beating Boise State. Unless BYU runs the table, I don't see them getting to a five at all. So it, it, it'd basically be six through 10 or 11. Where does BYU fare? And right now, after the loss to Utah, BYU still 10 as of Monday. Joe Lenardi thinks they're a 10 seed. So that's good. That is the guy. That's good that for is now. the college basketball bracketologist. No seniors. You're relying on some freshmen and some newcomers. I think that's solid. What qualifies as a great basketball season? And our Twitter topic today is what qualifies as a great football season? Opinions always welcome on BYU Sports uh, Sports Nation. Up next, we go two-on-one with the head football coach of the BYU Cougars, Bronco Mendenhall. A side of him, I'm almost guaranteeing you have never, ever heard. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. 
This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs! Tyler Haas and the BYU Cougars taking on 13th-ranked Oregon this Saturday in Eugene. The undefeated Ducks trying to keep it rolling against BYU. Jerem Jordan will be live in person watching that game from the sidelines. Absolutely. I'm guessing you're looking forward to it as well. Yeah. Especially let's, if they get that get, win. Let's get a great win on the road. Let's, let's do take it. Take that opportunity and get a victory. Hey, help us determine the top plays of the 2013 BYU football season by voting today on BYUTVSports.com. On December 30th, True Blue is the top 25 plays of the football season. We want your input. So vote now on BYUTVSports.com for a chance to see your favorite plays on the show. Now, the now the top five, top ten plays, those are not hard. Trust me. This is what we do. We're seeing the plays. It's ordering them, and then it's what other plays should be in there. So when, whenever we submit something like, hey, help us determine the plays, Hoffman's touchdown against Georgia Tech, Skyler Ridley against you, it's like, yeah, 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 we know. Like, what other plays are there, you know? So, so help us out with them. That's your plea. I like that play. It's always so passionate. We, we want, yeah, BYU fans are smart. The, the fans that listen to the show are smart, and we want your input. Okay, so uh, get involved with that for sure. Uh, help us decide the top football plays of the 2013 season. And if you missed our opening segment, well, this is a spirited edition of BYU Sports Nation, live from Studio 2. We have been discussing a number of topics, including what qualifies as a great season for BYU football. We just got a tweet from Jamal Williams' mother, friend of the program, at UCLA grad 90. She said, great season equals beat Utah, 10 wins and top 20 ranking. It was a good season this year. Yeah, I think if BYU beats Washington, I think you call that good. I think eight, if BYU doesn't win the bowl game, you go, hmm, there was a win or two out there that you felt like you should have got. Um, but nine, I think, is good for the strength of the schedule. It, w- it was a fun, entertaining schedule. You didn't want to lose to Virginia or Utah, but uh, yeah, good, good would be the right word for me. Okay, so we had Bronco Mendenhall in studio. And uh, to open up, we asked him, about the coaching openings across college football. And the big one right now is Texas. And so we had to ask, with Mac Brown stepping it down and the odds makers saying that Bronco was at one point a 15-1 to 1, uh, probability to take the USC job, what he thought his odds were of uh, being involved in taking over the Texas job. I don't know what the odds are um, <laughs> and where my name might pop up for that job. I don't know. Would you like to take your name out of the running? <laughs> uh, would you, we want to break some news on the show tonight. I wasn't sure I was officially in the running, and so <laughs> may, I'll need to see a more credible source before I'll see that I'm in the running for that. <laughs> you have to give your, your team some time off uh, to get ready for the bowl game. Some would call that an unorthodox approach. I would look at that as, well, BYU has won four straight bowl games. How has that worked out for you? Well, the, the intent was just that, is to have a team hungry to play, anxious to play, and maybe get a little bit of life balance before throwing themselves back into this. And so I, I like the idea of them actually wanting to play a little bit more at the end of each practice, going into a bowl prep, then all we have another practice, and et cetera. Whether that'll work with this team or not, I'm not certain. But um, to be honest, as the head coach and as position coaches, we also need to be away from our players for a while. And so my hope is everyone's looking forward to getting back to work rather than dreading to get back to work. And that has, at least in the recent past of six of the eight wins, has kind of produced this anxiousness and excitement to play the game one more time. And and so I've chosen to, to travel that road. Now, before we break down Washington and look back at the season and all that, I want to talk about something. So, so throughout the year, Spencer's interviewed you for the pregame show, and you've developed this unique relationship. And it starts with food. Yeah. Can, you, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, our our first meeting, um, there was um, this guy, as I came to do a, a TV show or filming here at BYU Studios, and and he was in the green room, and um, <laughs> and he was having snacks. And the rest of us were working really hard. And interview This after is a normal thing, by the way. Yeah. Okay, interview after interview after interview, and one place to another, and I go in the green room, and there's this guy just relaxing, eating snacks. And I thought, what is this guy's job? <laughs> I didn't know that at that point he'd be interviewing me from then on. And so... This is Spencer Lind. So it's pretty easy that, um, well, there was a clear criteria that knowing how much he likes snacks and would rather have them to himself than share for those that were working, <laughs> now there is no interview unless there are snacks. And so he has to give me a snack pre-interview, otherwise there's no interview. And today, um, right here, 
Nice. He knows radio. <laughs> Peanut M&M's. We've got them. What other kinds of snacks has Spencer given you throughout the season? Well, he, he asked first, because I don't really just take any snacks. Um, and Or the quality of snack will determine the quality of interview. And so that's... <laughs> I know what kind of snacks he gave throughout the year, then. I've, you you I've could listen the to interviews. the interview yeah. and know what the snack yeah. was. And so I like... You eat. gave him dots one time. I could tell. I didn't give him dots. I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. So uh, Peanut M&M's is a, is a strong interview. Um, if you want a great interview, Heath Bar would, would mm. get you that. Um, if you want kind of a surprising interview, then you go with Snickers with almonds, not with the regular nuts. I gambled on that one, actually. Yeah. I was lucky with that one. I was like, I don't know if he likes this, but worked out. And, and so really the tone of the interview is <laughs> set even before the first question, just by the, the snack. There you go. This so is good go. to know. Yeah. I actually got By this. the way, I'm only talking right now. We're, I'm directing my comments not to you because you didn't give me any snacks. <laughs> okay. You're, you're just kind of along for the ride. Bronco, you dog. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually confirmed this with, uh, with Holly Mendenhall as well in Houston. I said, you know, I've given him three candy bars. And so she sent me an email back and said, those are the three. You stick with those three. Um, but I will ask you this. Do you, do you have any, like, a favorite chip or oh yeah, so if you were to to want kind of a, a life altering interview, then you go with the chips if they're jalapeno. <laughs> and so, um, but that that might be a once in a lifetime interview. So don't use wow. that. Wow. Okay. Don't use that card too early. Okay. Mark it down. Jalapeno yeah. chips will will bring a surprising yeah. Bronco Mendenhall. Okay. Now that we've got the hard hitting tough questions out of the way, yeah. Uh, Washington seems to be one of the tougher opponents uh, that you played in the nine bowl games you played. Where do you think they stack up? Man, I think they're really good. Um, they're eight and four. Um, watching their film today, we watched them play against Stanford. We watched them play against Oregon. We watched them play well against the Pac-12, which I think is a strong league. And man, they score a lot of points, and they they're solid on defense, and they have Pac-12 players. With an identical record, and you could argue whose schedule was more difficult, but I think they're pretty comparable. And so, yeah, I would say of all the games we played postseason, quality of opponent-wise, from what I've seen on film, I might change my mind after the game, but they look to be the most important or the most uh, talented and probably the best team. There's been some obvious traction about uh, the coaching shift up there, and and what kind of opponent you're going to get in the bowl game. With that backdrop, do you feel like the game has has lost any luster, or, or how do you prepare for something like that? Mm. Man, if, if you hadn't watched the film of them playing, then it could lose luster. Uh, they are still college kids. They still love to play the game, and they still want to win. Um, you're talking about a team that's played 12 games. They don't need a new identity. Um, they don't need um, some transformation. Uh, and I'm sure they'll want to, to play and play really well. I met their uh, interim head coach um, on a media tour down in San Francisco, Marcus Tuyasasopo. He's really a likable guy, and he's a former Rose Bowl MVP and a former Washington player. And if I'm their players and he's the one that uh, is the interim head coach, I think he'll do a really nice job of having the players not, not only be prepared for the game but have some fun along the way. There were games between BYU and Washington in 08 and 2010 during your tenure. Will BYU play Washington in the future, you think, with Chris Peterson at the helm there? I'd like to. Um, I, I like the Pac-12 opponents. I like that we don't have to. Um, I like that we can play a good opponent without traveling to the east or southeast or midwest, etc. We're going to do those games anyway. But if you can play a quality opponent and have more of a regional flavor to it, I'd like that. And the Northwest is a fun place to play. So we've had a, a series with Oregon State. Um, I would love either for Washington State, which we have a, a return game coming where we have to go there, but Washington or Oregon, those would also be good ones. The head football coach of the BYU Cougars, Bronco Mendenhall, in studio on BYU Sports Nation. Now, Coach, during the course of a season, obviously there are unexpected twists and turns. Uh, you can't prepare for things like that, but here we are, 8-4. and four. Uh, You're approaching the bowl game. You have a chance at nine wins. What would a ninth win mean for this program specifically moving forward? Uh, I, I've tried to simplify it. Um, I think we've had a good season. Eight wins is is hard to get. We've had a very difficult schedule. and But nine wins would be a really good season, not just a good season, but really good. Um, I think ten uh, ten wins. We're probably a top twenty-five team, which is to me the minimum threshold from a ranking standpoint that uh, I'd like to be every year. And so nine gets us knocking at the door um, of the top twenty-five, which again is uh, a reasonable statistic for BYU and place to be. 
and nine is it's a heck of a lot better than eight against a good opponent who's eight and four on a big stage. And so it'd be nice to be able to play our best game and one of our mo- most dynamic games um, to finish this year. And and that's really what I hope happens. I know I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to answer it anyway or ask it anyways. Can you tailor your expectation to a schedule? For example, this year seemed to be the toughest overall schedule BYU had played in a long time, maybe ever. Um, yet you still want 10 wins, right? That's yep. the, No matter what the schedule is. Yep. That's how you feel? Because uh, I'm ultimately after um, the on the football stage, and that's what we're talking about now is a national championship. And, and you're not in the con- consideration or conversation for that unless you're in the top 25 as a minimum on a consistent basis, which we normally are. Once you start hitting the top 10 frequently against the schedule we had, let's say that you win 10 against that uh, schedule. Well, that clearly puts you in the conversation for significant bowl games, um, for significant consideration for the following season, and that's what we're after. And and so I want to keep playing as um, as the most, the most difficult teams we can find that will play us. I would love it if they would actually acknowledge us and come here on occasion. Um, and eventually through independence, that'll happen. Uh, but until then, biggest stages, on the road, best teams, shooting for 10 or more wins um, to move the program to the elite level. With that said, what do you think BYU needs to do to get into the college football playoff? Yeah, um, we'll have to be undefeated, just to, to be brutal uh, and honest about it. Um, we, uh, we won't have a conference championship game that will that will vault us into that, um, even if there's one loss or something, even though we're going to play very difficult teams um, in very unique venues and mostly um, the more difficult the opponent on the road, um, we'll need to be undefeated. And, and that'll get us um, – they would have a hard time, the selection committee I'm talking about, overlooking us if we're undefeated with the schedule that we're playing. Bronco Mendenhall, the head football coach of the BYU Cougars, live in person and for, with us at BYU Sports Nation. Coach, there are some th- certain things that I need to know as the green room snack guy, yeah. uh, going back to food. One is, during the football season, do you lose weight, do you oh. maintain weight, or do you gain weight? Man, that that's a sensitive topic. Um, <laughs> one, one, one of the, one of the, the highlights of the, the Nevada game, early in the game, and there weren't many, was that my uh, game pants actually fit. <laughs> which is through a 12-week season, that was a good way to start the game. Um, so there's usually about 10 that come on. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're just kind of burying our souls right now, but there's usually about, a, about an in-season 10. And then um, regardless of the commitment and the discipline and all the things that I think and preach, it's hard not to have that in-season 10 happen. So I haven't quite figured out the, the best way to make that not happen. The unique thing then is you go right from the season into recruiting. I've been on the road the past 10 days. Each home visit actually is accompanied by a dinner. Or if you have <laughs> two home visits in a night, that's two dinners. Or on occasion, you have three home visits in a night, that's three dinners. So um, there is another weight alteration <laughs> that happens postseason during recruiting. And I don't really want to talk about that one. And then once we hit signing day, then it's a new set point and... We head back to normal life. When you start, I mean, you have, you have your summer, you're surfing and you're exercising and your your time off. So it's all eat, eat. Appreciate you helping me remember there is another life after signing day. <laughs> now, now look, but on signing day, you're going to come into this building and do an hour long special about all your recruits, and then you're seen. So I would I would advise that by signing day, you're ready to go, right? No question, I'll, I'll be ready to go. <laughs> well, your game day pants fit against Nevada. Yeah. So I want to ask this. Who's the best-dressed coach on your staff? That's that's really easy. Uh, Guy Holiday, or nicknamed Doc, Doc Holiday. Okay. Just on a day-to-day um, fashion continuum. And, and uh, there's some flair involved, too. He's not really conservative. And at BYU, that provides a unique challenge on occasion. <laughs> uh, the guy, he, he knows how to dress. Okay, if you had to, if you, uh, you and Dave Rose talked and you said, okay, we have to swap one player each, who, you, who are you giving Dave Rose and who do you want? Well, so he, he's, he, he'll get Bronson Kafusi because there's an existing history and there's a baseline and that, I already have the routine and Bronson has worked out so we know he can do both. Yeah. So that's an easy one for us and then I'll, I'll take Haas. Where do you put him? He's in the slot. Yeah. So he, he fills in for JD next year. He, he fills in, and maybe he kind of creates his own type of 
uh, position. You know, maybe it's not necessarily the H position. Maybe it's, well, it's H, but it's H for Haas rather than H. There you go. Slot. <laughs> there you go. 6-5. Yeah. Bronco Mendenhall breaking it down on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, Kyle and Cody, uh, speaking of Kyle Van and Cody Hoffman, headed to the Senior Bowl. Which other player deserves to be in that game on your team? I, I like um, this particular year, I like Wani Unga a lot, our middle linebacker. And that might be just a hair, if even that much, um, over Daniel Sorensen. Either one of those two, in terms of the year that they've had this year, could easily go in that game and be more qualified than um, than anyone off our current team or any other team. They're both really good and have had great seasons. BYU football coach Bronco Mendenhall is on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, what have Cody Hoffman and Kyle Van Noy meant to BYU football? Well, I think maybe more than what they've meant to the program, what they've shown is that um, players with unique challenges um, in life prior to coming to BYU or not being a member of the church, you can come to BYU um, and make it here um, as long as you know why you're coming and what you're after. You can have a fantastic experience. Sometimes uh, BYU is lumped into you have to be uh, possibly white, you have to be possibly LDS, you have to be this, you have to be that, and if you're not in that box, you're not welcome here, or you won't make it here. Kyle and Cody have shown that that's absolutely not the case, and if you'll try hard, you'll make it here, and they both have, have shown that, and and I think have really paved the way for others to follow suit. Bronco Mendenhall joining BYU Sports Nation. Coach, we wish you a happy holiday season. We want you to enjoy the bowl game. We're certainly pulling for you. Uh, we asked Trevor Maddich earlier today his favorite swag from a, uh, a bowl game. He said a plastic cowboy hat with a holiday bowl sticker from 1984. Now players are getting Xbox 360s yeah. and plasma screens and mini iPads. What about you? As, as a coach or player, what was your favorite swag? You know, I'm not sure I have because I don't really see it. Um, so I, I get the gifts, and then um, I take the bag to the room, and then Cutter, Breaker, Raider, Holly, <laughs> the bag's empty by the time I make it back. And so I, I don't know if I've even worn or had any swag, as you put it. So I might have to ask my boys and my wife if, how they like it. Okay. Football, food, and weight gain discussed with Bronco Mendenhall. <laughs> Bring it in. Sports Nation. Thanks, Coach. Happy Thanks. holidays. Okay. Bronco Mendenhall unfiltered. He said swag. So mission accomplished for us. Booyah! Up next, we revisit our favorite comments from that classic interview you just heard exclusively on BYU Sports Nation with Bronco Mendenhall. Plus, more of your tweets about what makes a great college football season for the Cougars. This is BYU Sports Nation. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. You are listening to BYU Sports Nation live on BYU Radio. Spencer Linson and Jerem Jordan hanging out live in Studio 2. Friday, December 27th, bowl game day. Absolutely. It starts at 7 p.m. Eastern with three quick games of the past three bowl games. 30 minutes each. That leads you up to a live countdown to kickoff from San Francisco and Provo. Hosted by Spencer Linton and Provo for Woo! BYU in Washington. That's December 27th on BYU TV. What a show we've had thus far today. Fun. Great topics. Uh, talking about bracketology with BYU basketball. They're a 10 seed in ESPN's uh, latest bracket from Joey Brackets, their, uh, their college football specialist. He has the Cougars as a 10 seed playing Missouri in Milwaukee. Uh, I know there's a lot to be determined, but uh, for BYU to be in the mix with four losses, including the loss to Utah, lets you know what national pundits are saying about BYU hoops. They're in the tournament. We also just wrapped up a classic interview with Bronco Mendenhall. Uh, Talk about the bowl game, obviously. What makes a great season? We asked him his opinion. He said 10 wins. Uh, we'll get into more of that. And uh, also about in-season weight gain. And he said that uh, his, his pants fit during the Nevada game. And that was a highlight for him. The things you never thought you'd learn on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> we should mention as well, uh, Sports Illustrated released its All-America teams, and Kyle Van Noy and Wani Unga were honorably mentioned, and then no Cougars mentioned on the first, second, or third Associated Press All-American team. So a bit surprising that Kyle Van Noy was not mentioned there. Not even mentioned. If, if Cody Hoffman had played in the Virginia game, uh, hamstring, and then Middle Tennessee suspended, maybe he has enough stats to merit something... Um, but uh, after the regular season, 
no no love for so the Cougars. If Kyle Van Noy does the improbable and blocks a kick and recovers a fumble or forces what is it, force fumble or recover fumble. Either way, if he records a stat in every major defensive category I don't for think three that, consecutive seasons. I don't think that makes you an all American. Really? Yeah, you you have to do more than just record one of each thing. Uh you have what else did you do in those categories? Who has done that, Jerem? I don't know. Who who has done that? No, the point is you need to have a lot of those things too. A lot of a lot of tax for loss, a lot of sacks. He's an all-American. I'm no, I, I think he's an all-American. He's I'm, an all-American. I don't think that recording one in every category makes you an all-American. Certainly helps your cause though, don't you think? Yeah, can help. Doesn't make you what makes, Listen to me. What makes a great season for BYU football? We go back to, uh, I, you know what? Let's, let's go ahead and play the interstitial again, please. You've got tweets. <laughs> Wait, are there multiple versions? <laughs> there are three versions? Wow. Okay. Oh, this show is brand new today. Better. For those tuning in for the first time, that's brand new. What show? Is it 77? The show 77. This is the Carl Mecklenburg show with the Denver Broncos. That, according to our producer, Ben Bagley. Wow. We have a, a football number associated uh, up to 99 anyway. Who's 77 for BYU? Ooh. I'm trying to look it you up You don't right know now. that, Jeremy? I'm surprised. I want to say Michael Yak. And the, and the winner is Michael Yak. Michael Yak from Texas. Keller, Texas. That's right. Okay. What makes a great season for BYU football? At Ogden Dentist. He says, with new BCS, or the new... Four-game playoff. A top-four ranking is, quote-unquote, great. No rivals to root against. No conference title to shoot for. Nothing else to play for. Okay. Okay, come on. That's a bigger question. Do you not understand what BYU is playing for? What are they trying to do? They want to finish in the top 25. No, uh, no rivals to root against? What about Utah State? They're not the rival, but they're still a rival. And they, they don't need a conference right now. They don't need one. You want them back in the Mountain West? Would you rather be in the Mount? Would you rather be Fresno State or BYU? You want to play Wyoming, UNLV, San Diego State, or you want to play Texas, Boise State, Notre Dame, and Wisconsin? Would you rather be unseen but win, or be seen and maybe win? Is, is that even a question? Not for me. Yeah. Uh, at S I R H C nine nine. About what makes a great season. Beat Utah, win a bowl game, finish ranked in the top 25, and at least one win over another top 25 team. Don't have to go undefeated. Agreed. You don't have to go undefeated to have a great season. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I, I think, like I mentioned, that if BYU gets 11 or more wins, they win a bowl game, they beat Utah, that is a great season. At, Unfortunately, Utah's not on the schedule the next two years. At Jeff Epson, no bad losses that we look back on at the end of the season and think, why and how why? did that happen? Here's my counter-argument to that. BYU is not the football team they are if they don't lose to Virginia. They're not. They're not. Things happen after a loss that change a team and make a team play hard. I, BYU does hey, not. I agree, but BYU if BYU, BYU wins 11 games this year, I go, hey, that was great. I don't care if we lost to Virginia. It would hurt, it would hurt that much more because it meant that you were left out of possible BCS game this year. But going forward, yeah. Don't have bad losses. That's a, a great team does not have bad losses. That's what makes them great. Is Stanford not a great team? They're a great team. And who did they lose to? They lost to Utah. That's a bad loss. Yeah. You just said great teams don't have bad losses. I would still... Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You got me on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> That's, there, are, there are a couple of like... Listen, listen. Ridiculous losses this year. Virginia beating BYU and and Utah beating Stanford are in the same category. Utah won five games. Virginia won one BCS, or sorry, FBS game. Yeah. They're even worse. I know. Utah is at least on the hinge of being a bowl team. They're one game. You know what I mean? But I think Virginia to BYU is Utah to Stanford. Fair. I think think that's very similar. Fair. Okay, very quickly, Jeremy. Your favorite bite from Bronco Mendenhall's interview. What was your favorite thing that he said? Uh, probably when he said, I'm not going to direct any of my conversation towards you being me because I didn't give him food. Look, Bronco, I'm not going to give you food, man. I'm going to ask you questions. Spencer's the food man. He's the green room snacks guy. That's not my role here. Yeah. Well, 
I, I already said I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the weight gain segment. He's like, well, we're getting really personal. I just he has such a dry sense of humor and an underrated sense of humor, and I'm glad that all of BYU Sports Nation got to experience that at least for a few minutes. Nice to see that he's a normal person. What do you know? Isn't it funny when athletes and coaches act like the rest of us that we think it's this great thing? Wait, they're people and they have oh personalities. My, oh my goodness, he said a joke. <laughs> like why? Why is that? Like, hey, join the rest of us with personality. So Bronco has personality. It's fun to show that side of him on BYU Sports Nation today. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more of your tweets in regard to what makes a great college football season for the Cougars. Plus, your Cougar whip around and today's rise and shout. You are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. I'm ultimately after um, the on the football stage, and that's what we're talking about now is a national championship. And, and you're not in the con- consideration or conversation for that unless you're in the top 25 as a minimum on a consistent basis, which we normally are. Once you start hitting the top 10 frequently against the schedule we had, let's say that you win 10 against that uh, schedule. That clearly puts you in the conversation for significant bowl games, um, for significant consideration for the following season, and that's what we're after. Aiming for the top, Bronco Mendenhall telling BYU Sports Nation National Championship, the four-team playoff. That's the goal, and he knows how to get there. You heard it exclusively, again, on BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here, live on BYU Radio. It's time to whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. Ziggy Ansah and Dennis Pitta faced off last night on Monday Night Football in the Ravens' dramatic 18-16 field goal fest in Detroit last night. Pitta caught two passes for 24 yards. Ansah didn't uh, record a stat, although I remember a good quarterback rush that apparently wasn't counted as a quarterback hurry. Cougars in the association. Still thinking about that 61-yard field goal. Amazing. Okay, now on to basketball. Brandon Davies, nine points. Six rebounds in 16 minutes of action in the NBA. He's playing for the 76ers. That's good. Let's just give him the rise of chat right now. Exactly. Yes, they lost to the uh, Nets. (laughs) Yes, they lost to the Nets by uh, 36. Hey, that doesn't matter. But Brandon Davies is playing in the NBA. Good for him. Great stuff. Dude, making bucks and getting buckets. That's what it's all about for Brandon Davies. (laughs) Hey, coming up on the show tomorrow, Blaine Fowler will join the program as we uh, get ready for the bowl game, not to mention a big game with Oregon. Uh, If you missed Blaine Fowler on True Blue on Monday night, you can catch that on the DVR. Did you know there's a DVR for BYU TV? It's the the coolest thing. Online and on the app. I'm not talking about your uh, TiVo or DirecTV, DVR, or whatever. BYUtv.org slash DVR. It is the definition of on-demand. It's a digital video recorder. So cool. Okay, I want to know... What the fans said on BYUTVSports.com in terms of what qualifies as a great football season. What makes a season great? Jeremy and I debated that point uh, for about 15 minutes early on in the show. And it, I know it's all subjective, but we have appreciated the opinions today. Uh, while we're waiting for those final results on BYUTVSports.com, I'm going to go back to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. <laughs> I can't hear it enough. At Laser Sheep, 10 wins is what makes a season great statistically, but anytime a team or fan base share fun and support, it is great. Yes! Yes! I love it. I love it. So he would agree with me, too. I mean, at least on a couple of things. Well, my fan would agree with me. <laughs> at Brute DR. <laughs> Uh, in reference to what I said about 11 wins, win a bowl game, beat Utah, I said, he said, agree, that would be an epic season. Now, now epic, <laughs> that's different, my friend. What, what qualifies? Yeah, epic, is it, is, does epic, epic 13 and 0. Does man. epic register on your scale? Does no, epic no, trump no, great? No. Epic doesn't trump great? Well, well, okay, if BYU goes 13 and 0, all of a sudden you can discuss the difference. Like Jimmer's senior year, that season, the season was great. But when you talk about what went into that season, okay, so you're just categorizing the season by itself. Great season. Sweet 16, awesome. But there was so much that happened in that season that was unique. 
it wasn't just that BYU got to the Sweet 16. It's that they had Jimmer freaking Fredette. He was fantastic. He was fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and it I was agree. amazing. Here, he scored 52 points in a game. It was an amazing season. It was a special season. Special is greater than great. Does that make sense? Yes. Special you trumps tweet that. great. <laughs> special trumps great. Because then when you look at it, you go, wait, less than? Greater than? Wait, uh, left arrow carrot. Yeah, I got it. Yes, exactly. At TJ Hold. I still, I think saying nine wins is a great season is downgrading expectations. Yes. While it could be a good season still. I don't, yeah, I... I'm telling you. I guess you. it depends. It sort of depends on the schedule a little bit, you know? Yes! But... It does depend on the schedule. I think we talk just in any given year, independent of opponents. What do you... Like, this year's this year's schedule, nine wins. Is that equal to ten wins in a different season? From the past three Why, years? No. Yeah. <laughs> I disagree, Larry Kriskoviak. See, now, Aaron Evans, the, the board op, he doesn't have a voice, per se, although he could turn his mic on. So he, he speaks through the, what we call, drops. So I trust that dude. Yeah, see, he speaks to us that way. That's that's how he weighs in on this show. And then if it was too much, Ben Bagley will get on his case after. Bronco Mendenhall, we asked him to uh, quantify what a great season means. He said eight or nine wins are good. He said eight wins are good, nine wins is really good, but ten wins with this schedule is where the program wants to be. Yeah, ten, you're just one win away. Just think, if you beat Virginia or Utah and you come... And if you can beat Washington. I mean, if BYU beats Washington, that really changes how I feel about this year. Good... Win or lose. Jerem's fan, Matt Hume, sounding off <laughs> via the Twitter machine. Fans are getting caught up in one bad loss to a rival. Now, he, this could apply to both football and basketball. Every other loss has been to good opponents. Besides, We're still fine. Besides Virginia. There you go. What yeah, a show fi- today. Yeah, fine's good. Fine's good. What a show. Fantastic stuff from our guest Bronco Mendenhall today. Thanks to him for joining us in studio and everyone on our crew. Producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner. Listening in New York, station manager Don Chaline, production assistants Spencer King, Dave Neely, and engineer Aaron Evans. Hey, Aaron, bringing it with the drops. Play the Twitter machine for me one more time, please. Tweet, tweet. (laughs) I don't have any more tweets. I just wanted to hear it again. Check out our new BYU Sports Nation Facebook page. Show links and much more like and comment to your heart's desire. You can also listen to episodes of the show on demand at BYURadio.org. For the great, awesome, epic, fantastic Jerem Jordan. No! I am merely Spencer Linton, and you have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Squirrel! <laughs>